Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience and listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for all things innovation. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author in one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Dan Polino on the line, and he's co-founder and president over at Everyone Matters, and he's also author of Trusted Healers, Dr. Paul Grundy and the Global Healthcare Crusade. Uh, Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Great to be with you today. All right, Dan. So uh, I'm excited to get into our, our topic today. So the future of healthcare and how it's all in our grasp. We're also going to um, delve into your book today, Trusted Healers. Um, for those that have been following the show for a long time, you know I love bringing new books to my audience. So I'm uh, excited to definitely bring that work today to um, to everyone. Um, and maybe just to get us kicked off, Dan, uh, and to give us a little bit of context, tell us a little bit more about your company, Everyone Matters, and what you're doing. Thanks. Uh, Everyone Matters is uh, is really a social impact company. It focuses on what people would think of as citizen-based services, so healthcare, education, government offerings, and how they affect everyone. And so we built this company uh, based off of many years of experience working with healthcare organizations, educational institutions, and, and governments around the world. And we really try and bring the best of what we've seen into the conversation to see what works and, and how we can help people. That's awesome. Um, and so uh, in, in doing this, I mean, I think where I, where I want to start off with this is I want to, and we'll, we'll get into some of the other questions I prepared about your, your, your mission and what you're doing, but I'd like to start off a little bit more um, on, on the book side of things. Like what was the inspiration behind uh, creating Trusted Healers? Well, uh, it really started after my time with IBM. I, I worked for IBM for 36 years, was a senior executive, ran our um, healthcare, life sciences, government business, which at the time was about 20 billion of our 100 billion at the time, a global, mm -hmm. a global business. And when I retired, um, many of the clients and people that I had worked with said, Dan, you really ought to write a book because you're kind of a community builder. You're not a community owner here. You've seen the best in healthcare systems around the world. You've helped stand them up. You've helped uh, health insurance companies. You've helped life sciences companies. You've been on the front end of the digital revolution. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, there's, there, someone needs to write the book about 
independent of how you pay for care, independent of the political aspects, what is the best performing healthcare systems and how can it change people's lives? And uh, with, with, with that as encouragement, I mm-hmm. decided to, uh, uh, to take them up on that and, 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 and write a book. And we went and interviewed 40 people around the world. My friend Patrick Kennedy, uh, Congressman Kennedy, wrote the foreword to the book on mental and behavioral health and the opioid challenges and many of the key aspects that are facing our, our, our communities and, and people uh, such as that. And, and off we went. Uh, to to write the book. Well, uh, well, congratulations, because I, I know writing a book is not easy. And whenever I meet another author, I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, well, congrats. You're, number one, you're part you're part of the club, and I know uh, it, it it can be painful at times. But when it's done, it's like, ah, oh. you know, I feel I feel like there's nothing else like having that work out there and really just paying it forward. Like you didn't you don't have to do this stuff, but the idea that you're willing to share your knowledge and 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 compile that is to me it's a big deal. Um, so what do you hope are some of the? And I know you know it's a it's a big book and has a lot of things in it, but what are some of the, the, the key things that you hope the readers will take away? Well, we, we wrote the book off of three tenets. One is on healthcare and, and sharing the best performing systems that we saw around the world. The mm-hmm. second is around leadership. And as we interviewed these key leaders and people that had a profound impact, they, they challenged us because we found out that absolutely every one of those leaders, they started by asking a question, not giving an answer. Mm-hmm. And so a major tenet of the book became leadership. And w- what was on their minds? How did they go about it? How did they make a profound impact that they did? And last but not least, something that many people don't quite get the first time, but when they start to think about it, it makes a profound impact which is societal change. How long does it really take for something to take hold? And boy, oh boy, Adam, are we not in the middle of that right now when we talk about vaccinations? And I can give you all sorts of information on previous vaccinations and how they impacted society and who took it and and, and who did not. And, And we are following a very similar curve to what we've seen in the past with major shots, including the flu shots. And it's history repeats itself. So a major component of the book is around societal change and the impact it has on trying to make a difference, especially in healthcare. Let's um, uh, thank you for that. Uh, and I think that that's definitely a valuable insight. And I, I want to transition more into just maybe the overall healthcare system. And, you know, there's, there's only so much we can do or, you know, in a, in a 20 minute or so podcast and, you know, but, um, but I like to tackle what we can, of course. Um, so what I'll start off pretty broad. So what do you think are some of the things that are wrong with the current healthcare system? Well, and I'll answer that question by telling you what I saw was right in the best performing systems in the world. Mm, mm. So when you you see the best performing systems, they spend more money on primary care and well care than they do on sick care. Uh, Specifically, Mm. if you look at countries that have performed better than the U.S., they spend anywhere between 14 and 20 cents uh, on the dollar on, on primary care and on well care. We only spent spend five to seven cents on a dollar on, on primary care and well care. And, and so your, your listeners here, the first thing that I would suggest they do is to ensure that they have a relationship 
with a primary care physician, that they have a doctor that is a trusted healer, a system of care that has the information about their electronic medical record, um, the medications they take, the surgical procedures they've had, the family history, et cetera. Systems are built today to be able to do that. And if you can have that kind of trusted healer relationship Mm -hmm. with a primary care doc and a team of care then you're going to live a much healthier life and be a stronger contributor to society and certainly uh, to, your, to your family. So we, we definitely saw that we as a country in the United States and every country needs to spend more time on primary care and well care so we don't leave these problems at the doorstep of the emergency room. I mean that that makes so much sense, and as you're as you're saying it, I'm thinking to myself like you know I don't probably have the best relationship with the primary care. You're right, I don't. I, I fall in that category. Is that like a is that kind of a cultural thing, or like how do we how do we do yeah. that part? Is it education, or is it the education piece? I mean, not not asking you to pull the rabbit out of the hat, but I'm just trying to I'm looking at myself right now like I'm in that boat. <laughs> well, this is why I wrote the book. This, this becomes the aha moment. This is why Patrick mm-hmm. Kennedy said, if you read this book, you'll never think about your health care the same. Let me give you an example, just something mm-hmm. that can be in people's minds. Mm-hmm. So many of us have a health system and participate in a health system where you walk in, they give you the obligatory clipboard, you fill out the pop quiz, mm-hmm. you go into a small little room, there's some rustling of papers, a knock on the door, and then a primary care doctor, an RN or a PA, somebody comes in to talk to you. After a short 10, 15 minutes, you walk out uh, with a prescription for something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's sort of like if you think about the wild, wild west of, you know, a cowboy or cowgirl coming into town, fixing whatever, and then leaving on the horse they came in. Mm-hmm. What, where we are today is we are in the race of our life. It's like a NASCAR. We're like a Formula One car. And what we want is a pit crew of everyone wearing our same colors, the RNs, the PAs, the primary care, the specialists, people that help us with nutrition, potentially mm-hmm. people that help us think about um, natural remedies, uh, people that help us with wellness and exercise. And we want that in our pit crew. And and we come in when they call us in, when we've got a problem, they tell us it's time for your checkup, come in for your colonoscopy, your mammogram. They have all of our information, and they get us back on that race of our life. And so mm-hmm. that's what I think people should think about, is to have that pit crew made up of that continuum of care, healthcare specialist that can help you, and then the trusted healer becomes that system of care, that continuum of care made up of all those specialists that can help you. And that's out there. And that is available for you to find. And people that are in those kind of systems are much healthier, live longer. It costs them less for their care, and they contribute more to the society. How can we provide uh, equal access to citizen-based services like 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 healthcare? I mean, education. Like, how how do you see that playing out? Well, there's a number of things. For, for, first of all, in the U.S., you know, we have four different systems of care. There's the VA, which of course is government-owned hospitals, government-owned doctors. There's Medicare and Medicaid, which then of course care paid for by the government. 
uh, with supplementals over the top of that. We then have regular just based insurance, private insurance, which actually was uh, given to us from European countries. You and I couldn't go to Switzerland and, and rent a flat mm-hmm. without proving that you have health insurance. And then, of course, there are people that are out there that go alone. There's roughly 30 million Americans, uh, 330 million Americans, that decide they're not going to contribute to a health insurance policy or HSA, and they decide that they're just going to go alone and pay whatever they have to pay whenever they have to pay it. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is to recognize where you are and and where you get your health care. Now, I do think there's some things that can happen that will ha- give access to more people. And, and some of these things have been happening. For instance, we can raise the poverty level to allow more of the underserved to qualify under Medicaid. And in many states, that's a state decision. Many states are doing that today uh, to help people that are in, in the underserved area. And that's all based on a poverty number about how much people make. Um, we're starting to see, unfortunately, that some companies are starting to not offer health insurance for people that are older and just short of them getting into Medicare. Now, when Medicare and Medicaid came out in 1964, Linda May Johnson brought that from Canada. That's where the idea came from. So people that are familiar with the Canadian system say, why can't we have more of the Canadian-like system? That is Medicare and Medicaid. And the plan was always to lower the age. It wasn't meant to be stuck on 65. So I do think that there is um, a movement and a thought to lower the age of qualification for Medicare uh, below 65. Um, And I, I think if you could do those things, along with some help for the hospitals because they'll get squeezed on the reimbursement, I think then we can start to address greater access and equality for all. Mm. So um, that being said, is the updated and better, is, is an updated and better healthcare system like actually possible to execute? Like, is that something that like that can be done? Well, it, it, it does start with us, kind of um, at the end of the book. I, I ask whether or not mm-hmm. we can be our own trusted healer. Can, can, mm-hmm. can we put ourselves in those kind of systems? And independent for how your care is paid for, Adam, you can find these types of systems. Many people mm-hmm. said that the most important uh, uh, aspect of the book is uh, that they tear out some pages. One of the pages they, they tear out is, is my primary care doctor and office a medical home? Do they have the continuum of care? And so I offer 10 questions that you should take in to your your doctor just to say, can we just go over these so I can better understand? Are you going to call me in when I need physicals? Can I have access to my information? Can I communicate with you on a regular basis? What does that look like? And many of the best systems today have those types of portals, uh, for instance, many have MyChart, which is with Epic, and Cerner has a portal, et cetera. People just don't know that it's there, Adam, and so mm-hmm. they don't go looking for it, and they become frustrated because it looks like a very complex pro- problem. And although there is complexity, 
it can get, become simple if you look at it just from yourself. What are the tools that are available? Talk to your primary care doc. First of all, go make the appointment. Go see them. Get the physical. Don't let this become a problem for you as you, you get older because um, we all know we can do a far better job of taking good care of ourselves on, on all fronts. But once you have that, continue to be engaged. And then after that, it's healthcare literacy. The next generation that comes behind us needs to have a level of healthcare literacy that quite honestly, uh, we didn't have, I didn't have when I was uh, a child growing up. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's one of the greatest gifts that we can offer the next generation is learn from what we would have liked to have had or learn from what we found and put yourself in a better healthcare system so you can be healthier and be able to be in that race of your life, be successful in that race of your life. Well, Dan, this has been great. I know we barely uh, scratched the surface on this topic, and I know there's a whole lot more to learn, and I think the book is going to be an awesome thing for my my readers to pick up. So um, final question, um, um, if somebody wants to learn more about Everyone Matters and your work overall, or if somebody wants to pick up the book, so Trusted Healers, Dr. Paul Grundy and the Global Healthcare Crusade, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, thanks. Wherever you buy books, uh, you can find it. And definitely Amazon is a great source uh, for it. When it came out, it was number one bestseller in health policy. And um, you'll find some just interesting stories, tremendous people that are in there. So it's a, it's a relatively quick read, many stories, and then there's some how-to stuff uh, at, at the end of the book. So definitely you, you, you can, um, you know, pick up the book at Amazon and in other places that you buy books. I do have probably 150 or so podcasts that are out there. And uh, I also teach leadership. I have been doing that for 30 years. So if people want to follow me, they can just search on my name and then choose some of the interesting podcasts because some of them like like yours uh, here, we, we've talked about the healthcare system. Others, we've talked about societal change and the impact that has on making decisions, and others we spend more time on leadership. So there's many that you can see that are out there, and and then you can uh, uh, find us on everyonemattersonline.com. Uh, so that's an easy way to go to our website. And if somebody has something that they just need from me, I am very comfortable with uh, people just sending me an email to my personal email, danpolino um, at gmail.com. So it's just my name. Polino at gmail.com and I'll try and get back to your listeners as quickly as I can. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Dan, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and congrats again on the book, Trusted Healers. Um, I definitely recommend my audience go pick that up. It was really easy for me to find on Amazon, by the way. I just typed in Trusted Healers, hit enter, and it came right up. So uh, looking forward to people picking that up. Uh, And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. I hope you learned a lot. I sure did. And if you did, don't forget, hit that subscribe button. We want you to be a return uh, listener or viewer if you happen to be on YouTube, but definitely hit that subscribe button. I have many more great guests coming up for you, and I don't want you to miss a thing. And, Dan, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Adam, and congratulations to you as well with your success.